0: welcome to the suggestive podcast uh i'm jim mcintyre and i forgot how we intro this one but we're a book book club club for for everything there we go uh and with me as always is my co-host i i don't know is is that how we do that i don't know we're not
1: hosting anyone though
0: that's true Co conspirator. My co conspirator. My co suggestive friend. That rolls off the tongue. Yep. Jonathan Pass. It. Hello. Good to see Yeah. How are you doing? I am doing well. Yeah. What's new in Jonathan Land? Well,
1: <laughs> I'm still at home. Um,. We still have a kid, and that's... That's new. good. I'm glad to hear that. He's <laughs> we have, We've managed to hold on to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's eating solid food now, so that's a whole new adventure.
0: Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. brilliant. Um,
1: do you want a uh, breakdown of the, the foods that he likes so far?
0: Yeah, sure. Hit me with it. Hit me with his top five. In ascending well, order, he hasn't, he hasn't eaten five things yet. Is the problem? <laughs> Top
1: two um, in ascending order. Look, a- avocado is is a you know yep. three out of five. Phew. Um, smashed up chickpeas is probably a three out of five.
0: Oh, gross! Um,
1: it's like hummus. It's like baby hummus. I don't like hummus. Um, Jim, that's a shocking revelation. Hummus is amazing.
0: No, I actually don't rate hummus. Oh, I also, you—I'm not a big dip person. Okay. I just think so it's you can't an extravagant authority about hummus. Then, well, it's just like okay. I think what it is is because my wife is gluten-free. It's not like I could eat crackers. And she would just eat the dip by the handful. Like that would be an mm. unpleasant experience, right? <laughs> just, just stick two fingers <laughs> yeah. into just some dip. Mm, hummus um, mm. or French onion dip. Ooh. <laughs> so I don't know. There's that's just true. never an occasion where we're eating dip. So I think it's just, yeah, I'm not true. a dip person. I, w-
1: yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about hummus being in the category of dip is the thing. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, it's not like you're putting it on a sandwich. It's not like it's a condiment.
1: I treat it like a condiment. It's totally a condiment.
0: You just like slather it on some toast in the morning? On some
1: like euros or something. Or kebabs. Okay. Just whatever.
0: Yeah, I can see that. But I think it's mostly a dip. Uh, But just to
1: continue my thought, sweet potato, probably a five out of five. Uh, but bananas, no. No bananas. No bananas. bananas.
0: Yeah, sad. Bananas so, are the best. That's, it might be that's a texture thing.
1: Uh, it could be, but I feel like the texture of all baby food is pretty much the same, and Yeah, but that is mush.
0: Bananas are like exceptionally slimy, but so are avocados. Anyway, we mm. should move off of the baby talk. Let's finish up our... Baby talk segment and move into our. <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, food watch, baby food watch. Yeah. What do you have a mini suggestion today?
1: I've got a couple of things Whew. just that I'm enjoying that Jim won't enjoy.
0: I um, have a couple, but one that you probably are also enjoying. So do you want to like you do one and then I'll do one?
1: Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Odyssey again. Oh nice. Which has been fun. Kind of I realized that I'd never like hundred percent completed it and gotten all the moons. So. What are you playing it on?
0: The Switch. Is that on Switch? It is on Switch. Oh, I'm thinking of Super Mario Galaxy for some reason. No. Yeah. The Switch one. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. I, I don't know why, but I just um when I played it through the first time, I think I just played it through to the end but there's heaps of like post game content um so i'm trying to just 100% it and also um it's just a good game to pick up and put down like at the moment i get to game in like 15 minute intervals or yeah you know here and there i can pick up a game and um yeah the switch is just good for picking up and playing a little bit of something and putting it down yeah rather than getting to a big you know, like our match of something.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I will bring one that you probably are enjoying. I'm hoping you're enjoying. Um Run the Jewels just dropped RTJ4. And it's brilliant. I think it's timely. It's an excellent rap album. I'm very much enjoying it.
1: I still haven't listened to it. Uh, but... <laughs> I quit the podcast. I just, I need to find a time where I can sit down and like listen to it
0: end to end. Or you could just like listen to it on the go. What does on the go mean? I don't know. Just like in bits and pieces, like you're washing the dishes and you're like, yeah, I'm bumping some tunes.
1: Again, I think the way that we listen to music is just vastly different.
0: But having said that, my normal style, as we've talked about previously, is that I would like like, three songs off of an album. Mm -hmm. I think I like all of this. All right. I don't think there's a track I dislike.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's interesting. There's a few tracks where they, like, really shift, like, thematically the song. Not thematically, but, like, they shift style midway through the song. I think Injury Reserve do that every now and again. They've got a couple tracks where it's, like... Dramatically different at the end of the song than it was at the start. And there's a few tracks that on this album that are kind of like that, which I haven't really experienced. Run the jewels, beat switch. There you go. But Sometimes it's really good. It gets called a beat switch. I'm a fan, and also I just enjoyed that they released it with like no real publicity. They were just like, effort stuff sucks at the moment. Here's an album. So, yeah, that's good. What have you got? Give me one more mini suggestion. I
1: uh, wanted to give a shout out to the current season of Rick and Morty, which I know you're not into that show, but um, the episodes that have been dropping on Netflix at the moment are very good and very well written and funny. So, Do you watch it that with kind Sarah? Of like, no, I watched that by myself. Okay, I thought but so. It's kind of like, it feels like peak Rick and Morty to me in terms of just like the writing is really sharp. It's very uh, self-aware in a, in a funny way. So, yeah. I mean, it always has been, but I don't know if you, if you're into it or you're thinking about looking at it or it's hard. It's one of those things that's hard to like because there's some people that like it that, not like people that like it wrong, but do you know what I mean? Like, there's just some association with the fan yes. base. Yeah, it's. I think that's true of a lot of um, pretty nerdy things. Where it's like some people are just like very into it. Like even like Harry Potter or something's like that. It's like there's levels of Harry Potter fan where some people are just like it's their life, and you're like, oh, this kind of makes this hard to like because yeah, you feel like you have to be really into it to be into it. I mean, but, I think uh, J.K. It's, Rowling
0: a- kind of makes Harry Potter hard to like at the moment. But. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, yeah, it's a fun show. Uh, I very much enjoy it. It the, There's a few episodes um, in this latest season that are very good, very funny.
0: Not a fan, but I'm glad that you are. The mini suggestion I have that is a thing that you wouldn't be into is uh, we've just finished well, finished. We have binged up to the most recent season, which we can't get in Australia, of a show called Superstore. So it is kind of like set in what's pretty much uh, Walmart. So if you're an Australian listener, Walmart is like a very trashy, but bigger and better Kmart. Imagine Kmart for rednecks. But they sold everything, including groceries and guns. Um, And that's pretty much Walmart. And also, it's just like an absurd store where you just run into the weirdest people in humanity. Uh, And so, Superstore is kind of a comedy sitcom set in that setting. Uh, It's got the, like, will they, won't they kind of relationships. Like, it's, it's a sitcom. It's just very easy to watch. But it's very funny and often does episodes about like race or whatever, the healthcare system, uh, and in quite a funny way. So we really enjoyed it. We watched four seasons of it. I don't think you'd be into it because I think a lot of the humor, like some of the humor would be lost on you simply because of the setting. As an Australian, I don't think you'd appreciate it as much as someone who's lived over there and experienced the weirdness of Walmart. Like There was a time a friend and I were walking through Walmart and um, I think I jokingly like suggested he needed some like stool softener or something like that that we just happened to be walking past. Uh, and a lady in a wheelchair, like a very big lady in a wheelchair, was going past us at the same time and leaned over and said, I need some of that. Um, <laughs> and that was just... That's not Did a weird moment for Walmart. For yeah, should have. Maybe
1: she was asking for help. She might have been.
0: <laughs> uh, we were too busy being surprised and also not yeah, surprised.
1: I don't know what I would do in that situation. I think I'd freeze up.
0: Yeah. So it's quite good. It's on Amazon Prime, four seasons of it. Just mm. easy watch. All right. Amazon should we... Prime kind of underrated, to be honest. It's got some gold on there. Got some good originals. Yeah. We should jump into our actual suggestions, though, because speaking Mm. of gold, I've got it. All right. Do you want to go first, though? Uh, I can. I just felt like like I just did a bunch of talking, is all. Uh, All right.
1: This one's a bit strange, but it's something that I have consumed over the last few years and kind of enjoyed. Okay. Um, I know you've got a bit of a penchant for uh, trashy reality TV. All right. So this is my pick of like one of the trashy reality TV shows that I really like. Okay. Um, it's not reality TV in the sense of it's not serialized. like yep. It doesn't have continuity in the same way that, um, I don't know, Great British Bake Off or something
0: would or, okay. or MasterChef or whatever. Keeping like up with the Kardashians. The that's what you're bringing. No, that is serialized. Because I know, I just I thought it would be funny for that to be your suggestion. Uh, it is in keeping with
1: my general interest in cooking. It's a show called Cutthroat Kitchen. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Alton Brown. Nope. Uh, he did a show back in the day called Good Eats on the Food Network. Um, and is kind of, uh, I don't know, he he kind of is in that wave of chefs that is very, like, um, I guess science-focused in terms of, like, finding repeatable ways to do things, uh, questioning um, traditions and conventions and all those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, I mean, none of that is relevant to this show necessarily. The conceit of it is that um, they get four chefs... Um, in, and it's a three-round show, mm-hmm. and they'll make an um, appetizer main. They call mains entrees in America. A main is an entree? Is that a
0: thing? No. An entree is what comes out before the main. But, like, every time they talk about an entree, it's like a main meal. No.
1: Anyway. I feel like that's a thing. I'm I- going to... F- Do some research in between the episode. I feel like that's a thing. You can do some research, but that's not the case. So they have main meals. Is that like yeah, it's mains, right? Um. Anyway, they do uh, an appetizer, a main, and then a dessert. Okay. Uh, And in each of the rounds, um, they will say some sort of. target recipe like oh, it's this or like he'll, he'll either name a specific type of meal or um, say you have to use this kind of an ingredient or something like that and then um, they get a quick time to go and get ingredients and things and then there are what are called sabotages which are basically like um, everybody all the, all the contestants have $25,000 that's given to them and then they can spend that money on sabotages, with the proviso that whatever they don't spend, they get to keep if they win. Okay, so it kind of creates this meta game of like spending money to try and create disadvantage for your opponents, but not wanting to spend it all. All right, uh, and um, the the sabotages range from like crazy physical challenges. It like they just They're just balls to the wall, like stupid. Like it just—that's where like this the um, the kind of reality TV conceit kind of comes in. It's a little bit like if Wipeout was a cooking show, kind of thing. Like it's it's that um, stupid. All right, I have several Um, questions. I think I've explained the general
0: gist, but yeah, hit me with your questions. Okay, so. The contestants, is it just like different contestants every episode? Yes. Some of them have, I like, um, they bring back previous winners and things like that. For like but the finale or like? Just for like special episodes. Okay. Um, are there like judges and hosts that are fun or is it just like that Alton Brown guy? So it's Alton Brown and then there is like this rotating cast of
1: judges that come out um after every round and kind of okay. taste the food and, and they don't see any of the things that go on. Um and then and then at the end of the round they
0: eliminate one of the chefs. So it's quite competitive? Like are the contestants ever nice to each other? Do they ever like hug each other and cry when someone leaves the show? I guess they always know the show it's, it's every episode. It's like it's like classic
1: reality TV in terms of like the personalities like they get. And it's got a lot of that like chef machismo, like. So it's very American. Chef. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm the best chef and I'm about to prove it to these dunces.
0: Okay. Like everybody's coming in with that kind of energy. <laughs> like, All right. Because what I like about those kind of shows is when they're, like, nice to each other and, like, those moments where, like, someone is getting kicked off the show because their souffle didn't rise and everyone is crying and they're upset and they're like, oh, we've bonded so much. It's like we're family. We're, like, souffle sisters. And now my souffle sister is leaving the show and then they hug and they're crying and I'm crying. That's that's what I like. So, uh, I'm... I'll obviously give it a go because that's the conceit of this podcast but <laughs> yeah I, i'm hesitant because of that competitive thing
1: yeah i think what you'll find like most episodes is one one person that you can be like i kind of like this guy like i'm kind of rooting for this guy um and sometimes they'll stick it through and it i don't know i think i think the personalities do kind of make it in a way um so, uh, maybe that'll be a turn off for you, but hopefully it,
0: it kind of works. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a go. Uh, where, where do I watch it?
1: I think I'll just find a bunch on YouTube. Okay. So, they're that's on probably YouTube. probably going to be the most effective way. They're not typically, but some of them have been uploaded there. <laughs> where are they typically? On the Food Network. Oh, okay. I don't think SBS has any up at the moment.
0: Okay. So, that's where you've watched them in the past. Yes. Yeah, uh,
1: Yeah. it's just a fun show. And the, the other thing I like about it is um, it's it's goofy, lighthearted watching, mm-hmm. but you also like learn a little bit about cooking along the way because um, A, they'll name some dish and you'll be like, I have no idea what a baked Alaska is. And they'll make a baked Alaska and you'll be like, oh, that's super interesting. That seems really cool. Or the other part is they'll make a recipe that, really requires eggs and the sabotage will be that all the eggs get taken away and get replaced with something else. And you get to watch these chefs be like really inventive about how they work around those. That sounds interesting. Does Sarah like it? uh, Yeah. It's kind of one of our go-to like, I don't feel like thinking put this on
0: kind of shows. That makes me more interested in it. The fact that Sarah likes it. Like that to me means maybe I'll like it.
1: I think there's some interesting, like, yeah, just kind of cooking knowledge that comes along with it. Because mm. at some level, like, they do get on people who are good chefs. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's interesting to me is, like, when people are kind of problem-solving around, like, oh, I've got all these limitations. What do I do now?
0: Okay. Well, yeah. It's a fun show. Send me some links and I will it's give it very, a go. It's very,
1: like, uh, American reality TV camp kind yep. of yeah So you've got to just kind of
0: accept a level of that. I can do that. I've watched some American reality TV in the past. I'm more into like British reality TV nowadays. Like I find that they're nicer, but anyway, I'll give it a go. Uh, So onto my suggestion, just in terms of timing. So Mm. I am bringing a... That is how it works. (laughs) Yeah. How time goes forward. Yeah. And also I do mine and then you do yours. Like, Yeah, But I'm bringing a video game this week and it is called it's one I've wanted to bring for a while actually it's called Slay the Spire Mm -hmm. so this is like my go-to I want to play a video game, I only have 10 minutes, this is just my go-to Like I'll just play it for a bit of time or even just like, I'm in the mood for a video game but I don't know what I want to play I will just end up defaulting to Slay the Spire, so it's like Mm. a roguelike deck building game and i'll break down what some of those terms mean for those who aren't normally gamers but roguelike means that you play it for a certain amount of time and at some point you will lose and you start over but you often get some benefit from having tried before that will carry into the next playthrough so we talked about for the king for the king yep That was roguelike. Deck building means it's kind of card based. Like you have a hand of cards that you use to do moves and do things and you add to that hand as you play through the game. So it's like there's a bunch of floors and you on each floor there's kind of four or five different paths through the floors and you pick the different paths, you can kind of look ahead and be like, well, if I go up this path, there's going to be a rest stop there, or there's going to be a elite to fight, or there's going to be a treasure chest. Um, And you can kind of pick which path you're going to go through, taking that into account. And then you go through a series of fights and in the fights, you use your deck of cards. Um, There's three, well, there's four different classes, um, different characters, and they all have different cards and different mechanics that they use. Like there's one um, that uses a lot of poison, and there's one that has like orbs, which is kind of hard to explain. But like the orbs have different effects. Like maybe it has it hits one enemy with a lightning bolt at the end of every one of your turns. Um, yeah, so it's it's turn based. It's really just simple and fun and pretty challenging as well so i mm-hmm. really like it i really enjoy the music um it is by megacrit that is the studio that made it and it was published by the humble bundle i don't know if you've ever no, i think you have gotten yeah. in on the humble bundle previously um yeah so yeah they published it. i think it came out in late 2017 with the official release in 2019 because it was in early access for quite a while but i think you'll get into it it's just yeah you were talking about those kind of games that you can just pick up play for a bit with mario Mm. odyssey i think this is just that it's like a turn-based easy to play like you can just do a couple floors put it down come back to it um i think you'll get into it and in terms of price range because this is where it gets a little bit sketchy and I kind of have been waiting for a sale in order to be able to pitch this to you <laughs> so that it would meet the thing um and I've gone through a sketchy route so if you want to get it on the PC you can get it for the price by getting the Xbox Game Pass on your PC
1: <laughs> all right
0: because with the game it's part of the Game Pass you can also get it on the Switch and it is on sale at the moment, but it's, I think, $25. So, that is what? over the limit.
1: I've got my Switch in my hand right now.
0: Yeah, so if you get it on the Game Pass, you can get it for under the price.
1: I feel like... Um, it is a good Switch game, though. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a good game on the Switch. And also, I, just, I haven't booted up my PC in, like, three months.
0: Yeah. I just wanted to give an avenue that would fit the
1: <laughs> conceit of the show, the
0: rules. Uh, because then if you choose to go on the switch rather than the PC, then that that's your choice. <laughs> this is you washing your hands of yeah, my decisions. exactly. <laughs> that extra ten dollars, <laughs> that's on you. Um, Fair enough. But I, yeah, I just I think that you'll be into it. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the board game Dominion, which is mm-hmm. another like deck building game, but it's yeah. single player rather than multiplayer. It's no, there's no multiplayer mode? There's no multiplayer mode. It's okay. simply single player. But I guess the roguelike element of it is as you go through and you lose, um, you unlock more cards to add for that class, as well as I think the final, the fourth class can only be unlocked. Um, I'm pretty sure it's only unlocked from actually beating a run. Okay, with a character. And that's how you get the fourth Have you one. won it yet? Yep, I've won it once. Uh, and I've played it a lot. <laughs> so... <laughs> but I think Fair I'm just enough. probably not very good at the game. There's a lot of like... Something
1: sp- to aspire to.
0: <laughs> Whoa! I mean, there's lots of like strategy guides and stuff online that probably would be assistance if I wanted to beat it more regularly. But... Yeah. Go watch the the Swire speedruns. I bet there is some. <laughs> and it's also got quite a nice soundtrack. Like Okay. It's just pretty chill. Honestly, it it's a little bit Harry Potter the soundtrack. I think the right. first time I was playing it that Catherine just like overheard the soundtrack, she was like, Is that Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, I'm keen to hear what you think, because I think it's right up your alley. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think... It it's... sounds like
0: something I'll be into. Yeah. It I,
1: I think, think it's seems... a game that I've avoided buying, because I'm like, I'll probably get really into it.
0: Yeah, I think you will. And I think it's just the perfect time for, it for you as well.
1: Mm. Alright, I'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, do it. Alright, so we will be back for our second half shortly.
1: We managed to not uh, create an unintentional theme this week.
0: Yeah. Which, <laughs> good on us. I guess. Unless people like yeah. that. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bring back the themes. You said you were going to do cold drinks.
0: Yeah, I would have just been bringing in kombucha and you probably would have bought kombucha. No, actually, knowing you, you would have bought an alcohol.
1: Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Probably, um, you know what I made the other day? What? I made daiquiris. Or I, I made a daiquiri. I do like
0: and daiquiri. I was like, that is a great cocktail. You know what I feel like? Just, I don't know why we're like posing these things as questions. You know what I made? <laughs> you know what I feel like? Um, a Moscow, Moscow mule. Mm. See, I could go either way on a Moscow mule. Because it's pretty much just vodka, lime, and ginger ale, right? Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah. I did have, it's a little bit trashy because of how I had it, but I did have a pre mixed gin and tonic at Grilled the other day. You know how they <laughs> ha- just they come in the cans there? Yeah.
1: I just can't do, um, I prefer like a gin and soda to a gin and tonic. I it, feel like that's controversial,
0: but. It's not something I would normally order. I just thought like I would try something different. I would normally just get a beer mm. at Grilled. I know it's like, let's do something different. So, yeah I was happy Very anyway fun. we should <laughs> wrap and we'll I
1: just think I'm missing the serving suggestions but yes let's wrap
0: yeah I just I thought about cracking out a beer for this episode and then didn't so because it is 3pm yeah and I've got stuff to All do right. after this recording rather than yeah, just exactly. descending into beer mode Yep.
1: alright alright We'll see you in two seconds. No, it goes doom, doom, doom.
0: Yeah, it's way catchier. Welcome back. It feels weird to say
1: welcome back when, I don't know, it's such a short break for them. It's just such a weird, we always talk about how weird it is, but it is. I'm welcoming We chose this format.
0: Yeah. Welcome back to us. Yeah, you guys can welcome us back, listeners. Um, so, yeah, second half. I don't even remember what my suggestion to you was. So, I'm what? excited to discover.
1: Well, you should go first then, because you obviously have things to say about my suggestion.
0: Yeah, Um. so I suggest... Nope, you suggested... I suggested. You suggested Cutthroat Kitchen to me. Um, I have watched two entire episodes. That is not a lot, really. It felt like a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They're like half-hour episodes. Oh, I thought it was 45 minutes, to be honest. Um, Yeah, so I watched two episodes on YouTube. I took extensive notes. Um, Some of those notes are just things that people said that I thought was absurd. Um, So, yeah, I mean... I don't even know where to start. I think that there was things that I found really interesting about Cutthroat Kitchen. You've obviously talked about it in the first half, but like I thought it was interesting watching how they navigated some of the like bits where they didn't have typical ingredients and they had to use a different ingredient. That was the stuff I found interesting. Um hmm. like I watched the Monte Cristo episode um and then I watched a second episode that they made like a Napoleon at the end. I pronounced that very weird. <laughs> Napoleon. Um I don't even know what accent that was meant to be. Frenchish? That wasn't was a supposed French accent. It to be French and it wasn't. <laughs> Napoleon. I can't do French. <laughs> I I wish you'd stop asking me to do a French accent, John. Um we should just do one. Yeah, you can kind of do
1: one, can't you? Um, I hope so. I've been trying to do French accents on our other podcast.
0: Yeah, that's where my mind went. I was like, hey, we're <laughs> from Lumis. Is that a French accent or is that offensive? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was the interesting element of it. Uh, it is not the kind of show that I watch. Like, it's not the kind of reality show I watch because they're just really mean to each other.
1: It kind of, um, I th- I don't, I mean, the challenge is over in a sense, so you don't need to go and watch more, but sometimes it lives or dies by who is on the show. Yeah. Um, but they do lean on the classic reality TV, like, tropes in terms of who they pull in. Like, and a- especially the way that it's edited. Like, sometimes you're watching an episode and you're like, I clearly am supposed to hate this person. Like, yeah. this is clearly the villain of this episode. And they're trying to actually edit that narrative in. Yeah. Um, and then other times there's really charming, like people who you really want to win.
0: I think obviously you didn't get any episodes with those people. Ah uh, no. Nope, I didn't like any of them. They were just all really like just arrogant jerks, and I think they were just so mean to each other that it like, and I kind of expected it going in, but it still startled me. Like, I wrote down um, that there was, like, a bit in the first episode that I watched where a guy called two other people on the show fat, and it just, like, it hurt my heart. He, like, (laughs) gave him, like, a sweet bread and was like, you obviously like sweets. And I was like, who does that? Um, And I think it's because I've been watching things like the Great British Bake Off and Flower Fight, where they're, like... Pretty pleasant to each other like even if they're competitive they're like oh you're the competition because you're really good um Mm. as opposed to like i'm here to cut some throats is one of the first lines of dialogue that someone said on the first episode i watched and i was like okay that's that's the vibe i mean he's
1: trying to play on on the title of the show no
0: i I got it i understood the (laughs) joke she was making i was just like All right, yep. This is Um, an intense
1: energy that you're bringing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I think it's just very American. And I've been watching Flora's Lava, right? So, I don't know if you've seen that at all. No. Okay, so that's similarly quite American, but it feels American without being mean-spirited, whereas this felt mean-spirited, and that was my struggle with it. But I can see why you would like it like i can see why it's a good john show like the mm. innovative innovativeness innovativeness you know how that's a word um the
1: like innovativeness
0: in a, to- in a to- <laughs> uh you're getting further away from actual words you know how they innovate uh yeah. i i think that that is very you like having to come up with a creative solution for a way to cook a thing, like, I can see why that would be a thing that would be really interesting to you, and I can even see why that would be a thing that's interesting to Sarah. Um, in the second episode, I got so anxious that I had to skip ahead. <laughs> About what? There was some challenge where they had a seesaw and,
1: um... Oh, and no, we like, cutting things on the seesaw?
0: And, like, one person could cut and one person could cook and they would have to like rotate and because it's a competition they were just being jerks to each other and like not helping each other and like working against each other and i don't know it was just so tense i was like <laughs> nope <laughs> and just like skipped 5 minutes of the show so when i said i watched two entire episodes um i watched most of two episodes
1: i feel like there has to be some sort of penalty system in which you didn't really complete the suggestion what's the penalty i have to watch another episode <laughs> i don't know but i just maybe just have a long hard look at yourself is probably like, the penalty
0: i didn't hate it i just didn't think it was for me uh, i wrote down here's some notes um someone said no matter what happens i'm a winner and i thought that was that's that's a positive energy that's good yep <laughs>
1: Knowing that your um, worth
0: isn't in your victory of cutthroat kitchen, Um, I think maybe I
1: should have um, curated some more episodes and like kind of tried to carve out ones I think you'd like. But at the same time, like I wouldn't want to just kind of carve out what I think are the nicest episodes that are most palatable to you, because I think the show is the show. Yeah, the the fact that people are mean on it is not what appeals to me at all. Oh, Um, like. I don't like watching people be mean but I just hadn't noticed I guess like it they they're kind of um, arrogant and mean in like a very cartoonish caricature kind of way I find it's kind of like um, it's very reality TV so it's very mm. heightened very yeah. um very embellished um, there's a lot of it a lot of the like um face-to-camera stuff where you're like you're clearly getting prompted to kind of be antagonistic and and some of
0: those things they say in the face-to-camera moments like where they're trying to be aggressive there is occasions where that was genuinely pretty amusing like um yeah you can underestimate greatness all you want it's like okay cool lady (laughs) um there was another one that made me laugh where this french chef was like didn't like to smile at my berries okay <laughs> <laughs> like cool um so that was interesting uh i really i did enjoy the monte cristo element of the monte cristo episode because i really like monte cristo's and yeah not what a, a thing sandwich eh? that i've ever seen on a menu in australia
1: mm. yeah it just makes you want like the things i like are the, that you learn about recipes that maybe you don't know how to make mm. uh, and you see like four versions of it getting created. Yeah. Like you're saying, the adaptability of, hey, now you have don't have eggs and you need to make mayonnaise or something like that. And, yeah. And watching how people kind of like try and make something work yeah. with those constraints. Or like, you have a tiny pan or you don't have a knife or whatever. Yeah.
0: The example in the Monte Cristo one I thought was really fun because... Like a guy didn't have bread; he only had bread pudding, and so he had to use right. that to make the Monte Cristo. Um, yeah, mm. so I I liked that element of it. Um, here's the thing that I found challenging: they do like bits where the person, the chef, is kind of narrating over what's happening, but the tone of voice that they use is the tone of voice I would use to explain something has gone wrong. Like if I was to be like, so I was out the other day and I drove my car and then there was a squirrel and I ran over the squirrel. Like that's the tone of voice I would use to be like, (laughs) this is a thing that went wrong that happened. And they're like, So I got the eggs and I put the eggs in the frying pan and then I turned the frying pan on and then I cooked the eggs and then I took the eggs from the frying pan and I put the eggs on the dish. Um, and like, they'll just go through everything that they did, but I'm just sitting there the whole time. Like what went wrong? Like you're describing <laughs> it like something's gone wrong. And it's just the tone of voice that they all use for those recap bits. And so that just blew my mind because it's obviously like that's, what the show's directors are getting them like that's how they're getting them to talk about it. Um, but it's just so funny to me. I mean, you've got a sample size of two,
1: Jim. <laughs> yeah, but I uh, yeah, not something I'd notice. The other thing I think is is fun is just like the meta game of the money and the money that they win is also the money that they use to kind of yeah. gain advantage in the game. That was um, interesting. I think I think that's always an interesting element of of like competition, reality competitions is when, yeah, you have to kind of, the stakes
0: a little bit. Yeah, you have to kind of play the game a little bit. And that that was interesting that in the second episode, the French chef, like, didn't spend any money until it was just the two of them left and then, like, used a lot and just smashed the other dude. Um, Hmm. So, yeah, I think it was interesting and I didn't hate it. I just was like, I don't think this is for me. Like it's yeah. not my cup of tea. I can see a hundred percent why you enjoy it, and where I am, meaner human being. Like if I was <laughs> a worse human being, um, I could see myself enjoying it. So I don't
1: like the implication here.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what I had to say. What is your wife like about it?
1: Um, I think probably. One mistake that you made is you just... You had your brain too engaged when you watched this. Yeah, because it's a but, suggestion. Probably, yeah, because it's I'm a suggestion. I'm taking notes. But, but for us, it's like... It's total, like, veg out. Okay. Viewing. Like, it's an it's interesting to watch, but it, it really is, like... When you just don't want to think, this mm. is kind of the sort of thing that we put on. Okay. Um, these kinds of, like... Food Network just generally tends to be that for us, Mm -hmm. Um, but this particularly, this show is like, yeah, we will watch it when we're just kind of like, not wanting to think. Have you tried
0: The Big Flower Fight?
1: I've not, no.
0: It's on Netflix, you should give it a go.
1: Sounds sounds too nice, honestly.
0: It is a lot nicer. But it is like pretty fascinating. I never thought I'd be. But I'm into, not. Like... I'm
1: not invested
0: in the subject
1: matter of like, no. Me flowers, either.
0: Though. I don't care about flower decorating, but it was fascinating. Like it gets you interested in it because it does such a good job. And mm. I guess for me that was what Cutthroat Kitchen was missing. I like. I still. Yeah, I still was entertained. I still was interested. I just it also hurt my heart a little bit. So. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah. you're not going to go back, I'm guessing. And, and I don't think so. Me. I was trying to convince Catherine to watch an episode with me. And honestly, it's just been a wild couple of weeks. weeks. Um, but hmm. yeah, I think it just didn't appeal to her at all. And so we finished. I'm guessing firefight. you did pitch it
1: very well. It's like there's this cooking show and everybody's really mean to each other. Yeah. And... I was
0: like, look, imagine a kitchen with four bastards and, and then a fifth bastard who's like the judge. And occasionally he'll bring in a sixth bastard to like oversee the judging. Um that was I how I like Alton it. Brown. I feel like he's yeah, playing
1: a character. He there. seemed like,
0: charismatic. He seemed
1: fun. Yeah. There's another cooking show that he is the host of that maybe you would enjoy more. Um where it's really just zeroing in on actual legitimate culinary competition um called Iron Chef Gauntlet. Okay. So it's like kind of um a little bit taking the Iron Chef format, but yeah. It goes really like fancy fine dining. And you're like, these people are like turning out crazy dishes.
0: So. I think I just can't really do American reality shows. Like I just I think because everyone puts on like a character when they go in there and they're all just like hamming it up and it's just Mm. it's painful like i'm enjoying the case on
1: cutthroat kitchen yeah absolutely but there's
0: definitely others that doesn't happen in i'm enjoying flora's lava and i think they do kind of ham it up to start with but then they actually get into the room and they're just like oh crap all right let's actually figure (laughs) this out um and they stop kind of hamming it out And also I'm just like enjoying the, like trying to figure out the room and like puzzle it out myself. Like, yeah. Anyway, you should, that's not a suggestion. I just enjoyed it. So
1: many backdoor suggestions in this episode.
0: (laughs) Backdoor suggestions. That's not a great term.
1: Why not? No, it's like, you like trying to back backdoor a suggestion. Like why is backdoor not a great term?
0: It has some, I'm, I'm bringing it back. No, it's got some implications. Back door. Your butt, John. Yeah,
1: I know what implications you're making, but surely there's a more explicit implication, which is like the back door of your house.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
1: But anyway. I. Anyway. We. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we've gone off the rails. Can't, can't redeem um, your filthy mind, Jim. What did I suggest to you? you suggested to me a game called slay the spire oh yeah that's right (laughs) it's been that long and i actually played the game like i spent time playing it i'm like um i'm like you with my suggestion i'm proud of you um yeah it's like i don't know know where to begin here um i think we kind of talked about in the first half and what it kind yeah. of how it kind of plays, um, I my it didn't really take it didn't really grab me oh, in no. a way that I thought it would. I yep. thought I'd get really into it. I really mm. did. Um, it kind of, as you said, it resembles Dominion, which is kind of a, a actual card game which we like um, yep. and I'm in, really into. Um, but I don't know, something something about it just it didn't feel satisfying to win. It didn't make me want to keep playing. Did you? I win? found. Uh yeah. I won with uh Ironclad. Yeah. Um And kind of when I when I managed to win it on my like sixth attempt or so, attempt or something, I was like, all right, I feel like I've seen what this game has to offer. Yeah. <laughs> like it just didn't feel like I didn't feel compelled to continue. I, I played a few more games just because um, uh, I wanted to give it the due diligence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a few classes. I I pretty early on realized that the Ironclad was the one that I liked. The Ironclad this... is
0: the one that gets health back? Or the one that yeah. has orbs?
1: Uh, the one that gets health back. Okay. I like the, Silent. the orb one the silent one i don't mind the orb one is horrible
0: that's the it. one i've beaten it with it's my
1: least favorite and then the one that you on un- unlock it um the, yeah. the one you unlock when you win is pretty meh as well i wasn't Fair. crazy into but i felt like when i won i kind of just got lucky in setting up a deck like it was kind of rng like yeah sorry rng is a game term for random number generation yes so like randomness was in my favor Mm -hmm. um and i managed to just kind of randomly build a deck that um that got me there pretty much the way that i won is i found a relic that allowed that meant that i didn't discard my hand at the end yeah and then i found yeah then I found a move that basically I could discard X amount of cards and deal a certain amount of damage. (laughs) And so I could just get an insane amount of cards in my deck and then just like burn my entire deck and absolutely nuke. And so that was pretty much my strategy for like most of the last floor. Yeah, Um, And I was like, I won and it felt good to win, but it felt like I kind of cheesed my way there. Like, it was just a super cheesy strat that I happened to stumble into because I managed to get two cards that got, Like, I had the, the hand one and then I got found the other one. I was like, oh, this is insane. Um, I,
0: yeah, I think that some of the fun for me is trying to figure out the different strats on the go because there is that random element. So you're trying to, like, what strat is going to work for you with the things that you've randomly gotten. Um, mm. Yeah. So, I think that's kind of what I enjoyed about it, but I understand why that would not be your cup of tea.
1: Yeah. The other thing that that is kind of, I, I remarked to you about the game was that um, it feels like the kind of game that you can play while watching something or kind mm-hmm. of like idly play while you watch a stream or watch YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Um, But it kind of requires a lot of attention because of kind of what you're talking about is you need to be strategizing and building a particular deck. You can't just idly be like, "I'll pick a powerful thing, I'll move on. Um, If you're not paying attention, then it's kind of punishing. So Mm -hmm. it feels like the kind of casual-ish game that you can just kind of play while doing something else. But I found that, yeah, it wasn't really like that. So Ah. it's kind of this mismatch of needing Donners. my attention but didn't feel like it needed my attention.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, so. fair. I mean, I think that I have typically like listened to podcasts or listened to an audiobook while I've played it, which I guess mm-hmm. is less attention than watching something at the same time.
1: Yeah the the pace definitely lends itself to doing something like that. Yeah, but the the thought required I feel like doesn't. but
0: yeah, fair. So yeah. t- two suggestions that didn't land this week.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. I'll probably go back to it at some point. I'll yeah. let you know if I ever get like super into it. Yeah. But yeah, it was just, I think I expected to really get into it. Mm. I also think like something about the game didn't feel super polished and I don't know, it feels like an indie game when I'm playing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it feels it, a little bit cheap.
1: Is. Yeah, I know, but it like you can
0: see the edges. Yeah, okay. I understand. I'm saddened by your disregard <laughs> for Um, uh, but no, that's fair. Cool. Do we have an outro? Uh no, I think we just end with me being sad and it's just kind of like oh, well, thanks. Uh, I'll cut listeners. in some sad music. Yeah. Do, 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 do,
1: do. Oh, have do, you got do, anything do, you want to blacklist? Oh, um,
0: do I have anything that I... I feel like there was something that I cut I through really a kitchen, I, I, mad at, I think. <laughs> um, and, no, nothing that comes to mind. You? I still
1: haven't watched the, the Artemis Fowl movie, but I feel like if I ever do, then it'll make me really angry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because that was a thing you wanted to blacklist, and then you forgot. Yeah, you I watched the trailer it.
1: before, and we recorded an episode, and I forgot that I wanted to get angry about it, but it looks and really terrible. I'll probably never watch it, because it looks really terrible.
0: Yeah. Do you guys have Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good, because I'm coming around there shortly to watch Hamilton <laughs> with you. But... <laughs> we're watching Hamilton tonight. <laughs> I don't know, you could not have it and be going to get it, but...
1: which dates when you could figure out when we recorded this
0: it's true but hopefully they'll be able to figure out when we recorded this because it'll drop in like a day (laughs) (laughs) that's true um but yeah so i do not have anything that i wanted to blacklist i do not think i feel like (laughs) that's okay we've ended up going positive energy today a bunch of really good content recently which has been surprising yeah, like, we watched... I No, I can't. Anyway, I was going to throw out another mini-suggestion, and this is not the place of an episode to do a mini-suggestion. All right, I got a new segment. Okay. Yeah. I'm worried. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's my new segment. Uh, it's called Jim's... It's called Admissions with Jim. <laughs> so, in this segment, you get to admit something mildly embarrassing and weird about yourself. So, like... I'll admit something, and then you'll admit something embarrassing. Are you ready to play along? I don't know. Brilliant. All right, I'll go first. Um, I am really very terrible at remembering song lyrics. Like I I just have the l- worst memory for music of anyone that I've ever met. But it goes beyond that because not only will I misremember songs that won't prevent me from singing them, I will just sing them very incorrectly. um, And then quite regularly, I will set my grocery list to different songs. And that's how I do my grocery shopping. So it's my admission with Jim is that I walk around Coles singing my grocery list.
1: You actually sing it?
0: Yeah. Like, um, what was the one the other day? I think it was like kombucha ice cream and a fire lighter, fire lighter. That, that was <laughs> the song. I, I think it was. What kind a of wild tune. parties
1: are you having where you need kombucha ice cream and a fire lighter?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, kombucha f- bonfires. Duh. Mm-hmm. Kombucha Fair float enough. bonfires.
1: Yeah, kombucha
0: floats could be a thing. It could be a thing. I just don't know if the ice cream, like if you had one of those kombuchas that had a lot of floaties in it, that would probably be unpleasant. Uh,
1: they might just get lost in the ice cream though.
0: Yeah, but I don't know that that'd be...
1: Just have a yeasty ice cream.
0: Yeah. Like a the floaties don't taste ice like cream. Anything. I know, yeah. but they look unpleasant.
1: It's just the visual.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, your turn.
1: To reveal yeah, something embarrassing about myself? Yeah. Does it have to be a current thing or is it like a thing that's happened? that nah, can be a thing that happened.
0: It's just admissions with Jim. It's a fan favorite segment.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. I once wet my pants because I was in the middle of a Pokemon battle and I didn't want to, to go to the bathroom because you can't save mid Pokemon battle.
0: Yep, fair. And that That's game, a true story, was Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah, it was three years ago. <laughs> well, I just also like that it would be on your phone. So- <laughs> 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 you could have just taken Pokemon it to the to the toilet.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was it was one of the Game Boy ones.
0: Yeah, I figured.
1: Brilliant. Well, this has been admissions with Jim. But it was last week, so yeah, of course. You- I wish I still had my Game Boy. Yeah, what a vibe that would be.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can get like the old Pokemon games on like jailbroken phones. Not that. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. I also to do. Th-
1: was tempted by the Let's Go ones. Although I
0: played them, it was fun.
1: You don't battle, right? That seems like not good.
0: No, you do battle. Do you battle? Yeah. It's just the old Pokemon, it's just, right?
1: There's no wild. There was something different about it. but
0: Oh, um, I think it's that you, like, pretty much see Pokemon walking around rather than. You and yeah, and you just catch grass. them.
1: You don't you don't beat them down.
0: First. No, you still beat them down.
1: Oh, okay. No yeah. idea then. Maybe I no, should have tried it. It's that.
0: good. It was worth playing. I'll wait
1: for the let's go of gold and silver.
0: Yeah, if that happens.
1: Let's Very go cool. Celebi. And who else would be the mascot of that series?
0: No idea. I'm not deep enough into Pokemon to go there with you.
1: No, all right. That was my segment. You ruined like, it.
0: I've played more Pokemon games than you have, I think. But I'm not as deep into it as you are. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Of this week. This episode of the Suggestive Podcast. Um, we have a Twitter. That's new. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at SuggestivePod. Uh, you can we also might find have us- two
1: Twitters. Sorry? We might have two Twitters.
0: Yeah, we think we have the suggested podcast, but we can't find the details for it. <laughs> so, um, but you can also follow me on Twitter at Jim McIntyre and John at John David Pass. Uh, he doesn't tweet though.
1: Don't follow me. <laughs>
0: it's just the weirdest way to promote yourself ever. Don't just don't me. Um, yep. So that's us. And we'll be back in two weeks' time with a new episode. We will. Goodbye. Bye.